Welcome to We Like That Podcast. Because we like that. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome. What? what is that? I don't know. All right. So, how <laughs> did that happen? That happened. I really only have the one thing, and it's the whole Kiki Palmer debacle that's happening right now. KK Palmer? Yeah. So, KK Palmer, what happened? So, so apparently, Kiki Palmer had the audacity to have a good time in uh, Las Vegas. Oh, that's who she's showing her butt off. Apparently so. To Usher. So, <laughs> so mm-hmm. there's a video of Kiki Palmer getting her life at the Usher Raymond Life show that's happening in Vegas. Doing Usher comes off the stage to serenade her, and she is wearing an adorable outfit. It's a one piece with like a sheer dress, and it is showing that delicious booty of hers right now. She earned it. Okay, she had a she pumped a baby out of her. She's enjoying these curves. So, but she's dressed cute and she's hugged up on Usher and he's hugging her and he's singing to her and it just looks like they're both having a really First good time. First of all, he's whispering in her ear, licking her ear, tip her earlobe. Whatever, it, whatever. She's having she's having a time of her life. He's doing too much. I don't think so. So anyway, her boyfriend, the father of her child, this guy named Darius Jackson, he posted uh, a tweet linked to that video that just said. It's the outfit, though. You a mom. And the internet was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Couple of things. Kiki's not married to this man. Uh, Of the two, she's the bigger name. They did just have a baby. Uh, He has posted videos of Kiki, scantily clad, to get validation from other men about how bad of a girl she is. That, you know, that he's won, whatever, blah, 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 blah. That's me doing that, not someone else. And he's also posted shirtless photos of himself. There's trap photos of himself all over his Instagram. Are those really trap photos? They're they're not conservative folders, fo- photos. Who is it trapping? Whoever he thinks he can get. Okay. So, it's, in, it's, it's suggestive in manner. Because he's got, like, no shirt on. And it's, like, it's clearly a thirst trap photo. So, anyway, so all of that to say... Internet was like, you need to stop. <laughs> like, you can't be policing people. You ain't even on Kiki Palmer's le- level. How about you just be thankful? Wow, you're here. Wow. So he doubled down basically and uh, came out with another statement and was like, "We live in a generation where a man of the family exactly. doesn't want the wife and mother of- to his kids exactly to showcase booty cheeks mm-hmm. to please others exactly." And he gets told how much of a hater he is. Preach, son. This is my family and my representation. I have standards and morals to what I believe. Tell them again. I rest my case. Exactly. So people were quick to point out um, that's not his wife. He has not proposed to her, nor has she agreed to be engaged to him. His first strike. Um, (laughs) So there's that. Um, He said this whole point about how the man of the family doesn't want her to showcase booty cheeks. Uh, As I mentioned before, he has posted many a photo of her showing her booty cheeks. Second Apparently, strike. it wasn't a problem at that time. That's the second strike. <laughs> and then his whole thing about how he has standards and morals to what he believes. Uh, I'm going to also put out there again, what we established is that he has a bunch of thirst trap photos of himself as well. So apparently, these morals and standards only appeal or only are for Kiki Palmer. So That's his third strike. The internet said, um, shut up, Tom, and sing your Usher song because your wife just left you. So... That was my favorite part of Black Twitter's reaction was linking the boondocks' Tom to 
this statement. That was hilarious. It took me out. I laughed heartily. So as he's saying, let it burn. The three strikes that I talked about are not the main strike. Here's the problem. Uh huh. He has a point. Oh gosh. But he's not in a position to make that point. Okay. That's the problem. I don't think he has a point. Number one, he has to put a ring on it. The main problem. Oh, the, okay. That's the main problem. Not him policing what she can cannot wear. That's the main problem. The engagement. At least have say, at least be a husband saying these things. Oh my gosh. First, first strike. Oh my uh, gosh. The main problem. Second problem is he's he's not in a place to really. The reason he can't say that is because number one, he's probably living in her house. Yes. People are calling him Kiki Palmer's employee. So <laughs> that's, what, that's what they're that's calling him. That's a problem. His nickname is Kiki Palmer's employee. He's asking for uh, man and woman dynamics when he's not really acting like a man. Mm-hmm. So that's the main problem. If you're going to say you're the man at the house, you got to be at least paying some of the bills. You got to at least have something in your name in the house. Mm-hmm. Not just the juice. Not just the juice. Yes. Or the clothes. Hell, but most of the clothes probably she paid for. So that's the problem. He's a man, well, a boy, trying to take a man position mm-hmm. with no man stats at all. Not no man stats. He has no stats. She's the breadwinner. She's literally most likely taking care of him. No one knows him. They uh-huh. only know him as Kiki's boyfriend. Employee, yes. Or baby baby daddy. Yes. That's it. Kiki's employee, yes. Then he's saying things that husbands normally say. <laughs> and uh-huh. he hasn't said he's going to put a ring on or set a, a ring date or anything. Most likely, if he does get a ring, she probably going to be the one that paid for it. So it doesn't even matter. So Kiki finally put a response video out. It's her dancing outside of a studio to a soundbite. It's a, a remix. <laughs> and uh, it's hilarious. The lines to it, or as you say it, da-da-da-da-da. in the new video, the, the lyrics are, you ain't stopping what's going on with me, sweetheart. So if you're going to act up, I'm about to link up. And she's dancing to that particular song with those lyrics in her TikTok video. That was her response. So is she breaking up her own home? Is it breaking up her home? Her home is staying the same regardless. Or is he just no longer an uh, employee? Is she, is she terminating an employee? Like I said, he was not in a uh, position to say nothing he said. <laughs> That's like a poor, poor, a poor person trying to get a prenup. Same thing. <laughs> You're not in a position to do none of these things. So. Uh-huh. Oh, ma'am. Nothing from nothing leave nothing. I would like to circle back to why you think he has a point. He, why do you think he gets a say in what she wears? He has a point. How does he have a point? If his point is, I'm uncomfortable with you being that close to Usher Raymond because he could clearly take my girl, sure. If that's the point, okay. But I don't think he's got a point in saying that he has a right in saying what she gets to look like. Like I said, every man would agree, almost every man would agree, he has a point. The problem is, he doesn't have a leg to stand on. That's it. That's the problem. Not that his point is ownership. The pro- the point is that he's not engaged to her. Sure. Calvin. Yes. Whatever. How, how many how many different ways you want me to say it? C. 
why do you think he gets a he gets a say in what she wears? I'm not saying he gets a, a say. That's that's the point you're backing he up. He can make a comment. That's the point you're ba- you're making. He, he can make an off-brand comment. He can give her his opinion. She ultimately you're going to do what you're going to do, but I can still give you my opinion. I'm very confused. The problem is he has no leg to stand on with his opinion. You saying he has a point means you agree with his sentiment. And that he has grounds to say it. That's what it means when you say he has a point. Okay. I'm sorry. I understand what he's saying. Is that better? <laughs> I guess. Is that better? I understand sure. what he's saying. Sure. He just doesn't have a leg to stand on saying it. He brings nothing to the table. Even if he did bring something to the table, do you think that she would have been like, well, he is paying half the bills, so. I think she'd have let taken. Me, let me not wear this. I think she'd have taken into account what he said. I don't. That doesn't mean she'd have done it. Uh-huh. But she'd probably put right, it in Let's her... make it between you and me. If I'm wearing something that I like, and you're like, that's a little much, do you think I'm going to change my clothes? I'm thinking by the tone of your voice, probably not. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to put that out there. <laughs> I guess not. I'm just saying that that sounds crazy. Crazy. Guess what? Now we both stuck in the house. Nobody going nowhere. How about that? You're so crazy. Anywho... That's really all I got. I don't got nothing else happening for that happened. That was just the funniest thing to happen. And apparently they unfollowed each other on social media. I don't know why that's a thing. I don't know why that's a, that means something or has significance. Scooby-doop-a-doop-a-doop-a-doop means nothing. Okay. <laughs> oh, Brady. Just um, like scatting. It's just a bunch of words. So also, I'm just going to stick some a couple of shows we watched real quick to breeze through before we get into our other breakdowns. We caught the finale for uh, Martha's Vineyard, or Summer House, Martha's Vineyard. Uh, it, it ended exactly how you thought it was going to end, with some fights, some Gemini drama, and some can, more can fights. Can we stop blaming her astronomical sign because she's crazy? Astronomical? What's the Astrology ast- sign? Yeah. Yeah. Her astrology sign, I'm sorry. For her being crazy. We're not blaming it. We're just saying it's, it's very uh, true to type. That's all. It's not. It's not saying that that's the reason. The crazy type. Yeah. Alleged. She's just crazy. Alleged. I just didn't think she was born crazy. That's all. Yeah. Okay. Because you're born under your sign. Whatever has nothing. Br- to do with He's it. talking about Bria. So we watched the finale that. of that. We watched Bria go from zero to eighty thousand uh, against her own fiance, against other people in the house. Because he was doing what she was doing, showing his ass. He, listen, he was hilarious. I understand that you probably were embarrassed when he was like, party, and jumped in the pool and nobody followed him. Because he was a white guy around a bunch of black people. The pool is just for aesthetics in a black party. No one swims. (laughs) So. He also was easily wearing the most expensive suit out of all of them. And he just jumped in this pool and everybody was like, what is going on? Because he heard rave in his head. I believe it. And I believe it. Also, I think he just wanted to let loose. He was like, let's get wild and crazy, y'all. Let's jump in this pool. I don't blame him because that's what he's supposed to do. Right. So it's them who are the odd ones. What did you think of um, the concert that everyone, we got? Everyone sucked. Everyone? Yes. I thought the I thought the beginning artist, the opening artist, I thought they were pretty decent. I didn't watch them. That part. Wow, you're just gonna say everybody sucked. Yeah, I thought so. For the finale, they have like this end uh, end of the trip party. It's run by Alex. 
Uh, and Alex has really been hyping up the fact that him and his brother are going to be doing, they're going to be performing at some point. He made it seem like John Legend punk ass was coming. He he did not, but he did name drop heavily that that is his cousin. Heavily. Um, they had some other artists. No one really cares. At the party. And I thought they were pretty decent. I thought that, I liked what they were singing from what the little snippets we got of it. And then finally we get Alex and his brother's performance. And it was fine. It was fine. <gasps> He made somebody cry though. Like some of the housemates got a little teary guide with what he was singing, but no, the it was one fine. who really liked him, she cried. True. That's it. True. She's probably drunk anyway. People I don't know why alcohol makes people do one of two things. Extreme. Yeah. Cry, get angry, or sleep. Because it lowers inhibition. So whatever's at the surface is what you're gonna do. So if you just if you just get really sleepy, you go into sleep. Yep. If you if you like fighting, <laughs> guess what? I fighting it is like sleeping it was just yeah it was just more of that chaos i did laugh out loud when uh bria tried to get that one dude's girlfriend to the side to like tell on him about about how he was like apparently flirting with everybody in the dms and the girlfriend was like eh, it's whatever with <laughs> friends like that you don't want to have any enemies uh-huh there was no point to her saying that <sighs> I'm trying to save this comment until we talk about the other shows. Uh, what other show? Uh, the other ones we're watching. Like, uh, I don't know what you're talking Bella. about. You don't even know. So, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the name. <laughs> so, but, I, but honestly, I wonder if the show also prompted that. I wonder if the producers were like, you know, you no, should No, she did that on her own. I don't they, know. They, you don't have to prompt crazy or... Allegedly. Nosy. You don't. Okay. You don't. Oh, it's fine if you don't think so. That's fine. I don't. I don't think. Cause maybe because I, I feel maybe. like that girl's answer was very. Re- I don't want to say rehearsed, but she was ready. You know what I mean? No, because I, I. Sometimes when somebody says something, to you you have to give off the notion like you were ready for it, and it doesn't bother you. But I. But I think you also have to remember that this is a scripted reality. TV I'm show. just saying. At at some point, the uh, directors don't have to direct anymore. I I think they want you to think that these are natural occurrences that these people would you know just normally lean to that behavior. But this is also a scripted reality TV show. Okay, I think that's her. Okay. Period. And then we also had the fight between the married couple, which I also felt like it was forced. I feel I feel like what isn't forced in this show? That's what I'm saying. I feel like whoever was writing the points for everybody, they were. The married couple was like, we need more screen time. So how about... The argument we made no pick? sense because the argument is about, hey, I didn't know you were like this before we married each other. That's kind of how the argument came off to me. Okay. I didn't know you were so controlling. No, no. It was the other way. He was basically saying, you told me that you were going to be like the wife. And you didn't tell me you still like the party and want to hang out. And want to be your own person. Be I, don't own person stuff. I don't understand. I don't understand. So the, the the whole argument was like, I didn't know. I've never seen the side of this person before, even though this person has probably been the same way the whole time. Well, they also kept throwing around their titles. Like, she's my wife. I'm your husband. You're going to do this because we're wife and husband. Sometimes, and you like, have, what? sometimes you have to remind yourself the shit that you're in. Yeah. Yeah. True. But also the titles don't mean anything. It does. They're literally just words. They're supposed to mean something. Wow, I'm glad to know that wife and <laughs> means nothing to you. Great. 
Glad I'm, we established that by accident. They haven't even been married a full year yet. Like, it's been a couple of months since their wedding. And they're throwing it around like... COVID made it feel like five. Maybe. So it's five. Maybe In COVID it years, it's about five. I'm just saying, they were throwing that stuff around like it was it was its own thing on its own. Like, it, like separate from everything else. And it was, it's not. Now that we got the Dos Equis virus, another variant of COVID. Another Dos Equis. Yeah, so... Between those two, it makes it feel like it's been five. I'm just saying. They kept throwing that around like it was heavy duty. You know, well, we're we're married, so we've got to set the precedent. What precedent? What are you talking about? Huh? What you mean? Your your relationship is terrible. So it's just. I don't think it's terrible. I just think it's two people. I think it's terrible. Who? But if it's scripted, it doesn't even matter. That's also true. It doesn't even matter. Also true. So that was Martha's Vineyard Summer House. Summer House. Yeah. Summer House Martha's Vineyard. There were some shows that were suggested to us by Calvin's friend to check out. Dijana. But we don't have cable. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting trying to check out these shows. We do We have watch a lot of these shows through other streaming neighbors, services. Neighbors' windows. No. But um, we, have a, we have access to Discovery Plus, which has the older seasons of some of these shows. So that's what we caught. Like Bellevue Ladies. I don't know what it's called. Bellevue. Bellevue something. She gave us a bunch of shows to check out. And they're all on own. Um, Another Ratchet uh, TV station. Is it Ratchet? It's Oprah Winfrey's network. Oprah's Ratchet. Wow. Okay. She thinks she's slick. But I'm on to you. Bellevue. Bell Collective? I don't know. You're reading it. Oh, we were supposed to watch Love and Marriage, Detroit, Bell Collective, and put a ring on it. Where did I get Bellevue from? I don't know. <laughs> you make up words. Anyway, we watched the first couple of episodes for the very first season for Bell Collective because that is available on Discovery Plus. And um, honestly, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. It is great trash TV. I get it. I get why she's like, you should check this out. Okay. You should see what's happening. So now, I'm going to say my comment. Okay. Um, between this and Marfa's Vineyard, everybody's trying to do this black excellence thing. When did black excellence become putting on a tie in a suit and then all of a sudden just arguing between each other? And that's supposed to be black excellence because you got on a tie and suit and you're doing something because you got money. That's the only type of black excellence they talk about. Because these two shows be like, black excellence, we're going to be show everybody possible and like no you're just arguing amongst yourself you're if anything you're making it look worse they you're do, just regular people in suits now that's they, all you they do lean on it being like black excellence but martha's vineyard their whole point was like we're at a location where black people used to not be able to go it's it used to be a a place for black people to go they still should Especially go. if they were wealthy. If they There's... were well-to-do, this was their, their place to go, but then they kind of got, you know, pushed out because of racism. Is there anything like and those they're trying they to re- go. And they're trying to reclaim it. That was their whole point. So it wasn't so much that they were saying black excellence all the time. They were also trying to say, our, in our black excellence, we're also trying to show that you can also be part of the wealthy elite. Then they need to stop using it for the way they use it. I don't know what you mean by that and then with the bell collective there it's not so much black excellence as much as it is black women excellence they're really trying to show 
that these women are can't making get, huge can't get games. along. Well, can't get along, but also that they they've done amazing things. They're all very wealthy. They're all very successful in their industries. First thing you do is talk about each other here. What they didn't talk about each other's hair. They that one lady had a complaint about hair she thought. It wasn't all of the ladies just complaining about hair. It was just this one particular Licky, lady. Look honey, I'll buy your whole store out of your hair. Baby. I also want to know what your ex- why your expectations are so much higher when we're looking at black junk TV like this. Because when we're watching 90 Day Fiance. I want an Oprah standard. That's what I want. When we're watching 90 Day Fiance or Love After Lockup, and it's, most, <laughs> it's mostly non-black people on the screens, none of this comes up. But whenever we're watching a reality TV show that features black casting, you're like, this is too much. No. This is too much. Because it's, to me, it's just, okay, talk, 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 argue. Calvin, that's all reality TV shows. Talk, 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 argue. That is all reality TV Even shows. Even when we're trying to have a mens to something, we're going to argue. That is all reality TV shows. Okay. It's also why you can't, we probably can't watch, no, I know you can't watch Love and Hip Hop. That's one of the reasons why you don't not. watch it. Of course not. But you can watch all this arguing when it's not, when it's not black people on the screen because it makes more sense to me. why does it make more sense then because it feels like it's coming from a place whereas it from when you're watching the other the black junk tv it's just like it's just made up i don't like her face it's, i'm gonna yell at her and cuss her out it's all made up whatever sure okay anyway, let's go back to bill collective whatever we're talking about did you didn't even watch any of the episodes what do you want to talk about yeah i did okay talk about it go ahead um Bunch of women. What's their names, Javon? I don't have any of that. Oh, well, we like it. She likes it. <laughs> we don't like it. Calvin's not going to watch it. I'm going to end up watch watching it. it by myself. No, I'm going to watch it. Sure. I have no problem with it. Calvin, I'm on, I'm on the fourth episode. How much of that did you watch? Episode, I got to episode two. <laughs> okay. But you I, act like I can't catch up. You're going to watch the other episodes on your own? Yes. All right. It's on tape. So we'll find out. Yes, we'll find out. We will find out. I, I, I think I figured out a way for us to watch um, Love and Marriage Detroit. So I'm going to check that out. I tried to get him to watch Love and Marriage Houston last year, and he said no so much. So I do find it interesting that Dejana recommends this, and now you're like, we should check it out. We should look at it. What the hell are you trying to say? I'm just saying, if it comes from outside, then you're like, we should give it a chance. But if it's from inside, you're like, no. Moving right along, ladies and gentlemen. Because <laughs> obviously, this is a Kiki Palmer situation all of a sudden. Is it a Kiki? I would love it. I don't know. I would love it if I was as successful as Kiki Palmer. Are you kidding me? I, I would love, love that. Although I am confused. Why? Well, I guess you, you just fall in love with who you fall in love with. But I, I am confused why the person she and she had a baby with is this particular person. Very interesting how that worked. So you want to move on to the next thing we got? What's that? The brackets. Sure, go. So we have these, uh, I guess, R&B brackets to look at, I guess. Calvin, you found it. Yeah. So um, what's the bracket? Tell us what the bracket is. It's pretty much uh, 90s male R&B groups. We're going to fight. Um, so here are the groups. Boys to Men, New Edition, Mid Condition. 
Calvin, we're going to go through each of them. So how about you start with High one fives, and we go Silk, and we do it. H-Town, Black Street, Guy, oh my God. Jodeci, Tony, Tony, Tony. Calvin. After 7, Drew Hill, 112, Double Jagged Edge, next. We're going to have to go over them anyway. You did not have to list all of them. I just want everybody to know what we're working with. Oh, my gosh. Don't hate me because I'm organized. You are not. Whatever. So the first bracket is Boys the Men and New Edition. What do you think? New Edition. I agree with you. Okay. Because Boys the Men are assholes. No. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't check out the little thing. Uh, but so pretty much Dallas also was talking about how he hated working with Boys the Men because they had. Such I just egos. find it funny that. A third party told you about a bad experience they had with this group, and you've just decided to X them out entirely. Like, they did something to you personally. That's why I think it's funny. Everyone says it. So, anywho, the second, the next one is a Mick Edition and High Five. You don't need to write anything down so we know who the finalists are? I'm so sorry. I I thought you were organized. Got to do everything around here. You're just here on your looks. That's right. That's right. Because I'm the Kiki Palmer. Any High Five or Mick Edition. Mm, make condition. Whatever. You agree. He agrees. That's what that no ever whatever means. Silk or H Town? Silk. I don't even know who H Town is. Black Street or Guy? Mm, Black Street. By default. Why is it default? They have more hits. Yeah, I don't even think Guy was Guy wasn't even together that long. Okay. BS. Or Black Street. Okay. Jodeci or Tony, Tony, Tone? Jodeci. Uh. Raphael Sadiq versus Jodeci? Maybe a little different. Jodeci versus Tony, Tony, Tone? It was funny. That's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> uh. Well, we got to put Raphael as it was Tony, Tony, Tony. Yes, as the group. So Jodeci. Uh, I don't. Here's, here's the thing. Uh-huh. This is actually a good conversation. Okay. It probably had just as much amount of hits. Jodeci probably had maybe a little bit more, but not too much more. Mm -hmm. They were both two good groups. I'm just saying. All Jodeci was was KC and JoJo. But that's two people. That's two people versus. Rafael Sadiq can make up for two people. But that's not his situation. So. In my eyes. Okay, so who did more for me? Okay. You know what? I'm thinking about it. I know more Tony, Tony, Tony songs. Listen to more Tony, Tony. I know more of those songs, but I'm still going to say Jodeci because I feel like their harmonies are is what edges them over for me. I understand that they have Casey and JoJo to make up that group. But I just think it's a it's a tighter sound. You guys, can and come. even when they were, uh, even when time was slipping away from them, <laughs> they still came time back. Living away from me, and everybody was like, their voices Lord are shot. They still came back and sang again, and it's still two of them in that group, and they're currently touring right now. So, so I say Jodeci. You guys, let me know. Oh man, you know what? I'll go Jodeci. So Jody goes. Um, one twelve and after seven. One twelve. Only because people. What I don't even know what a song is for after seven. I don't. I couldn't even tell you. Can't stop. I, I, that that didn't do anything for me. 
I do know that song. Uh, nice like this. I wish the rain would fall. I don't know that one. Um, one twelve. You were good. Okay. Drew Hill and Belle Biv DeVoe. No. You already know what no! I'm saying. No. Already know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you're gonna say. It's not even a thought process for me. I know. I know. Here's why Drew Hill doesn't win. <sighs> it's 19 different ver- variations of them. It's Cisco and the rest. You're right. Cisco is only right. the only consistent. Cisco and the other ones. Yes, that is true. He's the only consistent. That's true. But Belle Biv DeVoe only did what? Two albums? Two monumental albums. Okay, but they only did two, right? I don't know. All of them were hits. Every damn song on the album. Was I want to. But Drew. But Drew Hill. It's BBD. Whatever. Why are we even arguing? Whatever. We're having this conversation. It's BBD. Whatever. BBD. I just like that when we do these, you're the final say. So, sure. Go What's ahead. your final say? What's your final thought? Seriously? Mm. What's your final thought? I want to fight you on it, but you're right. It is BBD. So, then why do we have to go through this so I'm just, remo- I'm just remarking on what I've noticed that you have the final say. Well, I control the paper. You don't want to control the paper. I control the paper. <laughs> okay, go. Okay. I got the pen. I'm the king. That's not a pen. Pencil. I got a pencil. I make the stencil. How about that? The stencil? <laughs> Go ahead. Bars. Next one. Uh, Jagged Edge next. Oh, Jagged Edge versus next? Yes. Jagged Edge. Yeah. I think they have stronger voices. Let's not go that far. I think the twins have stronger voices. Let's not go that far. I think they do. They got more hits. They got more songs that people would know that's more popular. Yeah, but who, so who's the strongest singer out next? Uh, R.L. One. They all can sing. So can Jagged Edge. All of them technically can sing as well. I think they just hold a note, but that's neither here or there. <laughs> so, moving on, it's New Edition versus Mid Condition. New Edition. Silk versus B.S. 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 Hmm. They have more hits. Well, there's uh, more variations of Blackstreet, too. Who cares? The they still have... We, same thing how we knocked Drew Hill. But their variations aren't what gave them their hits. You know what I mean? It was that core group through the late 90s Honestly, into the early 2000s. I can make a case. Blackstreet is mainly... uh, What's his face? The he bald was, guy? He was in Guy. The bald one? Oh, my God. Um, Teddy Riley. Teddy Riley, yeah. He was in. Teddy Riley was in Blackstreet. Yeah, he wrote all his songs and produced all his music. I thought he was just the producer. I didn't know he was in the group. Yeah. Huh. Because the the bald guy was the one who sang the most of the leads. Yeah, because he did all this stuff. He wrote all the songs. Interesante. And he was on one of their biggest hits. He actually sang on their biggest hit. So Teddy Riley was versus himself in this bracket. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> To, to, to look at it, yes. Blackstreet gets God, yes. Teddy Riley versus Teddy Riley. The old, the first version of Teddy Riley versus the new version of Teddy Riley. That's literally what it was. Uh, um, but I still say Blackstreet over Silk because Blackstreet has, they do have the longer career. They have more hits. They got a Teddy Riley. Sure to get down. Good Lord. That was Teddy Riley in the first part. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so we got Jodeci and 112. That's not even close. I don't. I don't. Which one won then? Jodeci. Oh, okay. You got any? No, uh, I. I don't disagree. I agree. Okay. BBD and Jagged Edge. BBD. I also want to point out that I know it's going to go down to BBD versus New Edition. I know it is because Calvin holds New Edition above all <laughs> things, all things. So if we're doing it. Why? Why? Why are you making playing games? New Edition versus BBD. Let's go. <laughs> why are you playing games? Why are you playing games? Let's go. Uh huh. New Edition or Black Street? New Edition. New Edition makes it to the finals. Surprise! What a shocker. Jodeci or BBD? BBD. <laughs> You're not going to give it to Jodeci. You're not giving it to Jodeci. So it's got to be BBD. I can make a case. Uh-huh. Jodeci is BBD. That Jodeci is BBD? Yeah. What do you mean is BBD? Their style, the way they dressed, pretty much is BBD. Or was it just the time? Could be that too, but BBD did it first. Did they? Yeah. I don't care. They did all the jumpsuits and the boots and all that stuff first. I don't know, but I'm going to say It don't matter. Okay. It's BBD. Okay. Like you said, it's BBD. I'm going off what you said. You said BBD. You made the case that it, that Jody C is BBD. And I said, I don't know that that's accurate. Okay. Anywho, new edition of BBD. I'm going to leave that to you, Calvin. It's both. Because here's you can't why. Have... Here's why. You can't have both. BBD is technically a new edition. So. Yeah. You can't have both, Calvin. BBD is technically a new edition. You can't have both. And BBD, they try to be very distinctive about how they weren't just like their old boy group. Because they were supposed to be edgier. You know, thinking about bringing underage minors to the backstage so they can have sex with them. So, allegedly. Oh, God. So, you know what? There's a lot of that stuff in the There 90s. was. There was. But, I think people just picking out numbers. I think it's more about... Who's going to listen to us? Our core fans are going to be between this age and this age. Calvin, it's, it's still inappropriate. It just didn't age well. That's all they're saying. They're saying it did not age great. But you still have to choose one. So which one is it? This is going to have to be new addition to okay. the father. Ding, 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 ding. All right. You guys let us know what you think. Right. Uh, evidently, Javon. Let me know. Like people people so. who don't have a new addition, bias. Let me, let me know if Drew Hill should have stayed in there. I know if, if we were talking to Kev on stage, he would have put Drew Hill in there. And He's Kev, a Cisco stan. Kev was asking to get kicked in his chest for saying something like that. He's Disrespectful. So While we're still talking about R&B songs, Calvin found a list of the 20 best R&B songs ever made. Um, it's from a UK magazine, so it's not from so America. this is highly wrong. It's going to be interesting. You highly wanna, wrong. Do you want to start with 20 or you want to start with one? Let's start with 20. Okay. So they have Adorned by Miguel as their number 20 song out of all of the R&B songs. Is this for a certain time period? It doesn't say that. No, what's it say? Nothing fills UK dance floor. <laughs> so this is from a magazine called Time Out. And this says, nothing fills a UK dance floor like a playlist of old school. Oh, gosh. R&B Adore songs. you. <laughs> Adorn is old school. And, and they wrote this in December of 2021. So, okay. So. Um, basically it goes on to talk about how these bangers are undeniable and they're never going to get old. Um, it's an in innovative genre, yada, yada, yada. When you're with that special someone, R&B love songs can set the mood and then look no further than our list basically to like pick some songs to get everything sorted. If you're into old school R&B, apparently. Well, here's the thing. 
they have a plethora of music from different decades. Let's get into it, though. So, Adorned okay. by Miguel. Would this make your top 20 list? Hell the no. Hell no nah, to the no, no, no. This don't make the top 100. It's a good song. This doesn't make a top 100. I can think of 99. I can think of 100 songs. I can think about about maybe 150 songs better than this. Not 150, but okay. Yes. So you disagree. Okay, yes. next one then. You don't disagree? That Adorn should be on this list? I don't agree that this is a throwback song. <laughs> I don't agree that it's an old school song. That's what I don't agree with. I don't think other countries should be commenting on American music. <laughs> That's what I think. They can. They listen to it, too. Whatever. So, Adorn is 20. That's what it says. Oh, my God. The next one is Luma D. That's not even... Never Leave You. I That's think the next one. She... This song was supposed to be on a reggae. Yeah, it's a dancehall song. This is not R&B. This is dancehall. So, right there... British people are no longer allowed to make R&B lists. <laughs> right there. We're just going to X that whole song out for 19. This is so crazy. Adorn came out in 2012. Lumity came out in 2003. This was, Actually, you know what? That song was the song I told Eileen. If, that, if we keep hearing that song on the radio, then I'll, you know, I'll pursue Calvin seriously. And she was like, okay. And then it kept playing and kept playing and kept Why playing. Why would you? That's, that, you wanted that to happen. I didn't know it was going to be a huge hit. It I didn't had know it was the be a same huge hit. reggae beat that all the other popular reggae songs at that time had. In San Diego, usually songs like that, that kind of music, it plays for a season. They'll play it just for the summer, maybe the spring. That stuff played year-round. Well, Year-round. The UK people will tell you it's a marvel of simplicity. That's why. <laughs> there are only two things at work on this deep, Seductive 2003 old school R&B song. That's seductive. 2003. That's seductive. A ditty, a dubby vocal, and a smoking hot beat that every other dance hall song was using at the time. They the latter is actually a well-worn mix of kicks and claps created in Jamaica by dance hall producer Stephen Mar- Marsden. Uh-huh. Stephen Marsden, known as the Diwali Rhythm. They dance said hall. they said kicks and claps. Kicks and claps and dance hall music. <laughs> they said kicks Sean Paul. and claps. ODB. Where did ODB become Jamaican uh, dance hall music? ODB. You see, through use of numerous times by Sean Paul, ODB. Is there another ODB? It can't be Old Dirty Bastard. It's got to be somebody else. I'm hoping it's another ODB. <laughs> Elephant Man and more. It's got to be. You can't put Sean Paul, then randomly old dirty bastard, and then put Elephant Man. It's got to be another reggae artist. Let's move on to 18, because this <laughs> list is already ridiculous. Ridiculous. Not ridiculous, ridiculous. Okay. My Boo by Ghost Town DJs. Now, I will say that this is a throwback. This is an old school song. And I love My Boo by Ghost Town DJs. Um, this. And apparently it's a cover. Did you know that? A cover of what? Of another song. I think this is more of a booty shaking music. I don't think it's R and B. I count it as R and B. It came. It came out of Atlanta, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was based. Is Miami based? This is when Atlanta was didn't have an identity. Yeah. So all their music sounded like Miami based. Well, because that. Yeah, we watched that documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
everything at this time was upbeat, booty shaking Miami bass. But they branded this as an R&B song. Like when it came out and hit the radio stations, they branded this as an R&B single. Little John made this beat, actually. Okay. It also has punchy beats. I wonder if it does. uh, Does it also have kicks and claps? Punchy beats. Oh, my God. I remember this song because we was at a man-made pool, a man-made beach Uh in Georgia when this song came out. Uh That's where they shot the video at. It was a man-made beach in Georgia. I forgot where it was, but it was in Georgia, Atlanta area. They had a man-made beach. So you can only know it was infested with different type of viruses and all that stuff. So if it's a man-made beach, how'd they get the water? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Anywho, so that's that's the story around my boo. I agree with this one, though. My boo, I would put that on my list. 18? Greatest R&B songs of all time? If I, if I have a list of 20, my boo's making that list. Oh. Me. Okay, so this would make your 20. It would. Not even close. I love this song. I don't see a song have, on here that I've makes got a lot 20. of fond memories attached to this song. I don't see a song on here that probably make my 20. Uh, well, okay, so number 17 is Bump and Grind by R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. I disagree entirely. I don't see nothing wrong. Disagree. Uh, a lot of people would actually disagree, disagree with you. I, they're not going to say, I believe I can fly? That's not going to be the song? Hell no. Or, um, oh, what's the other one? Feeling on your booty? Maybe feeling on your booty. You remind me of my Jeep. I want to ride it. Something so, like Michelle. I am not a fan of R. Kelly, but I don't. I don't know that Bump and Grind would be the one that's on my R and B list. I think Bump and Grind. To be honest with you, R. Kelly been on a, a lot of his songs have been on a lot of people's top twenty playlists. I I agreed with that, but I don't know that Bump and Grind would be the one that everybody's like this one. Oh it yeah, has to be this. Oh yeah, it'll be on there. Yeah, this is the one. Um, yeah, since Calvin knows everything. No, I'm just telling you, Bump and Grind is. So it's on your list then. This is making your top twenty. No, I don't know. I don't know a lot of songs from the nineties would make my top twenty. Oh my gosh! And maybe like a handful. Why? Wow. A lot of eighty songs would probably be in my top twenty. I don't even know what you think eighty songs are. Eighties R and B songs. Like what, Calvin? Oh, Sheila. No, that'd probably be in my top. Why are, you, why, are you, why are you trying to be funny? What's the other song they did? They did another one. Okay, tonight. Oh, 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 oh. I don't know what song this is. Okay, tonight. What's the song where it's like he's dating an older lady and she's kind of ashamed Let of him? Let me love you down. That one, love you down. Even if it takes all night. No. Oh, girl, tonight would make mine, so mm-hmm. probably. A lot of Michael Jackson stuff, probably. What's number 16? Let's get to the next one. Set, oh, 16. The hell? Where is 16? Did you mix up your sheets? You know, oh. they're printed on the front and the back. I am missing a sheet. Oh, here we go. No, you're not organized. Climax, mother freaking Usher. Why? Why would Climax be it? I don't know. There's so many other better Usher songs. <laughs> Why than would it Climax. be Climax? I don't even know how Climax goes. Me either. Maybe this was a huge hit in the UK, though. Maybe this was their standout. I think this had more of like a house feel to it. Maybe that's why. Maybe because they've got more than one house feel type song in here. So maybe maybe that's why. Because I know in the states, Climax is not what people are thinking of when they think of Usher. Usher Raymond, 
IV is the fifth right or fourth? Fourth. Russia Raymond the fourth? Yes. Why are we naming four people with the same name? Anyway, has a brace of potential entries into the pantheon of best old R and B songs. I didn't I know he I didn't know he had a pantheon of songs. Do you know what and a pantheon the, is? A lot. It's yeah, that's what it is. It's a bunch. He's got a bunch of them. Gotta make lists. Yes, he's got a lot of hits, essentially, is what they're saying. Whatever. X this out. That wouldn't make it. I don't see a song yet. You know what? I do. Okay. Number 15, then. Is it that one? How does it feel? I didn't realize that song's called Untitled, and then in quotations, How Does It Feel? Yeah. I didn't realize that. But this song song would be on my list. Yeah, that probably. It's a good song. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, number 14. I'm not putting What's My Name by Rihanna. That doesn't make sense to me. As a, as top R&B songs. It's not even top R&B songs sung by Rihanna. It's not going to be What's My Name. Why is Nick Levine in this whole uh, autobiography of this song that they're talking about? Oh, no, Nick Levine is the person who suggested it. This was oh. written by a group of people. Oh, well, that's why it sucks. You are. X. You're the worst. Look for your th- page 13, please. 13. Freak Like Me, Adina Howard. This might make everybody's freaky song list, but as far as R&B list, maybe. What, what does R&B mean to you then? Are you looking at, looking at only slow jams? No. I, oh. No. I don't. I don't know that Freak Like Me is making my list, so. No, I don't think. Uh. Nor do I think This Is How We Do It, number 12, is going to make number 12. <laughs> this is how we do it. I just X out both of these. So this is not going to make my list. But number 11, Milkshake, would make my list. My Milkshake brings a look. Oh, God, why? I love that song. I have, la, la, again, la, la, found la. fond memories to it. La, 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 la. That's all. At the time, I'd never seen a girl that looked like Khalees doing all of that with that big of a hit. I was like, this is amazing. Yes, how do we do this? Number 10, your favorite band in the world. Poison? Yeah, that'd make it. I don't know how the hell it's number 10, but it is what it is. Uh, then we have number nine, Booty. Again, it's Bootylicious by Destiny's Child. I don't know why they chose that song. Oh, my God. Out of all the Destiny, Destiny Child's versions. No. Skip it on through. Number eight. Number eight. They picked the worst Mariah Carey song, Fantasy. Uh, well, so what's the song you would have chose for Mariah Carey? Hmm. I like Breakdown. Okay. Um... Always be my baby Always probably would have been my yeah. Um. Oh my gosh, I can't think of it right now. I can't think of it. My all. My all right. All. But this wouldn't have made it. A uh, heartbreaker. So. No. No. What was that? Okay, so. <laughs> I had to think about it. I had to get the tune in my head. Did that get the tune in your head? Yeah. Okay. Number seven is Do What by Lauren Hill. Again, I don't know why that would be the song for Lauren Hill. No. Very interesting. But if I had to pick an RV song, that would probably be the one. I wouldn't choose Do Wop. I would choose her, her other one. Oh, what's it called? I, I never remember what it's called. It's a slower song. I have no idea what you're thinking. Okay. I don't know what you're thinking. It's another. It's off that same album, actually. Oh. It's off of that. So we're at number five, number six? Mm-hmm, number six. Waterfalls. I know Calvin would definitely put this on his list. He loves TLC, um, as I've discovered. Hmm. I don't think Waterfalls would be the one for TLC for me. Okay. 
I don't know which one would be. Red Light Special would be the one for me. Okay. Huh. That takes me back. Um, <laughs> enough about what happened when I was younger. Uh-huh. Um, number five. Yeah. Don't even know what the hell this is. Can't feel my face by the weekend. I don't know why this is considered a throwback. Oh, well, I guess because it came out in like 2018. So they're like, it's so long ago. Why can't he feel his face? The song is, I can't feel my face when I'm with you. Because basically she's like intoxicating like a drug. But he loves it. I think that's crack. I think it's uh, some kind of dopamine drug as well. Oh, meth. Um, the crystal meths. Number four is Candy by Cameo. I agree with this. I would put this on probably, or not this one, uh, Word Up, Ooh. or uh, I'm Living the Single, 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 Single. Okay. Uh, or, <laughs> just one more. Okay. Um, uh, okay, let's go number three. I oh can't remember. <laughs> okay, number three is Pony by Genuine. I would have Genuine. I wouldn't choose Pony. Um, this would make a. I probably just have this on my uh, what you call it, karaoke list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have so it'd be so anxious. It wouldn't be Pony for me. Okay. Actually, I think that might be my favorite one. Mm-hmm. It's a good song. Um, I figured out the cameo song. I'm still trying to think of the cameo song. My my brain's stuck right now. Okay, well, we're down to the last two. Number two is Oop, Oh My by Tweet. I don't know why that's number two. <laughs> this is why we don't let other countries rate our music, because they suck at it. I did not know what that song was actually about to much more recent. I did not know what she was thinking about until very recently. Cameo song would be Sparkle. Spark, okay. Sparkle in your eyes. And then number one is No Diggity by Blackstreet. Shorty, get down, get along. I like how No, I like how no Diggity by Blackstreet beat everything else in here. It beat Belle Biv DeVoe's Poison. Because, Javon, here's why. The word Diggity has many meanings. But let <laughs> there be no confusion as to how it's meant in Blackstreet's Stone Cold R&B Smash featuring Dr. Dre and Queen Penn. No diggity, no doubt. I'll give them props for knowing who the lady rapper is because I bet if you ask an American right now, they would not know that there even was an Amer- a girl rapper in it. Yep. Anyway, that's it. This is the random list that Calvin found that's not from the States. I apologize. I did not know the UK sucked at rating stuff. I don't know. Is it ratings? I don't... I... Yeah. I mean, it's a list of 20. I don't know that it's necessarily... Rated. Oh, is this is the 20 songs that all UK people can remember and love to dance to. I just find it funny that they're like, these are throwbacks. And then it's like, Adorned by McGowan. <laughs> to me. I can't feel my face by the weekend. I'm like, wait, what? To me, it's got to be at least 20 years old. Okay, for it to be a throwback, you're saying? At least 20. At least 25. Well, okay, so which one is it then? 20 or 25? I'd say between 25. It's got to be 25. Getting 30, it's like, eh. Now you just okay. So twenty. So is there a range, or just has to be twenty five years? Twenty five years. Okay. What year do you think that puts us in then? If you're doing twenty five years from today, that's going to put us in twenty three. Would be it's going to put us in ninety eight. Ninety eight. Uh huh. Which means so you're saying songs from ninety eight and before it is all throwback. 
You're yes. not counting anything from the two the from 2010 and before. Yeah, no, I'm not counting anything from 2010. So not even in the two into the 2000s. So I like the way you move. You're saying is not a throwback classic. No. Interesting. It's not old enough. That doesn't make sense. I'm gonna say okay. It's not old enough. Yes, it is. It's old enough. So what's the throwback? How how old does a throwback gonna be for you to be? Fifteen years. Fifteen. Yeah, if it's fifteen, if it's from fifteen years ago or before, that's a throwback. Is that the rule? It's my rule. Oh, okay. So that would put it at two thousand eight. So if it was from two thousand eight and before, I count that as a throwback. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, I see throwbacks as songs that were made when I was not living. Actually, when I was not living. <laughs> Any song that was made when I was living is not a throwback. But so then songs from the 80s don't count then because you were alive in the 80s. I know. That sucks. I but, know. But you don't know any songs from like the 60s. Yeah, I do. Okay, sure. Cooter. I know a guy who can really do the Cooter. Who's the band that sings it? The Capitals. <laughs> what? Nothing. Of course you would know. Anyway, that's it. That's all I got for this segment. Well, you got anything else? Nope. That's it for that do you guys know that we have an email account email address is we like that d-a-t podcast at gmail.com yes we like that podcast at gmail.com go ahead and hit us up with what you are watching and see if we like that because we might like that we really might and we'd love to hear from you And now, 90 Day Fiance. Before the 90 days. Good gravy. All right. So. With biscuits on top. Oh, my. Ham haw. So, we got almost all. I think we got every couple. Chitterlings. In this last episode. We got Teray and Carmella. We got David and Sheila. We got Misha and Nicola. Gino and Jasmine. Riley and Violet. Cleo and Christian. Riley and Violet. And Violet. Cleo and Christian and Amanda and Resvan. I think that's all Cleo. of them, right? Christian, yes. Maybe. Okay, so let's kick it off with Teray and Carmelo. What did you think? Uh, She's real. I think he's going to meet somebody. Uh-huh. But I think it's going to be a male version of Carmelo. Um, I think he's going to like it. I think his family's going to say crazy things to him, and he's going to not go through it. Through uh-huh. with it. That's it. I'm interested to see why they're dragging out this Teray storyline. Because it's nothing. But that's what I'm saying. It's nothing. They don't. Why is we're in the fifth episode? Why is he still? Because in here? they need the filling, the filler. I don't think he's going to meet anybody. I think he's going to go because they're stretching out him leaving to go. Uh, what was the other guy? What was his name? Was it Caesar? The, the other black guy who yeah. was into this, uh, I want to say Russian girl, no. and who never came out to see him. Yeah. Was it Caesar? Yeah, it was Caesar. I feel, I like, I feel from, like it's that. He's from like Florida. Or something, and right. he did the toes and the nails. Uh-huh. He was a nail technician. Yeah. Grown ass man, nail technician. That's, Anywho. That's a good job. Sure. Anywho, um, yeah, she didn't show up. And then he went on a all-you-can-eat buffet of girls. In Eastern Europe or something like that? Yeah. And still in Russia, anybody. yeah. Oh, no, he went to the Ukraine because the war was about to kick yeah, off. Ukraine. Yes. He was in the two Ukrainian ladies. Anywho, that's neither here or there. Um, he gives me that vibe, unfortunately. Yeah. This whole, like, 
well, I'm a hopeful romantic. And it's like, you're a hopeless romantic. No, I think Tyreek is just hope, hopeless. That's what I said, hopeless. Oh, okay, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, so poor Teray is still reeling from the fact that Carmela is not Carmela. His sister did further research, and she was able to see those photos that have been sent to him of Carmela show up on other escort sites. And uh, for Teray, he's like, this just means that she's in further trouble. This doesn't mean anything. And his no. sister's like, okay. She's right. a lady of the night. Street life. There's a phone. It's the only life she knows. There's a phone number attached to those photos. The sister suggests he try to give one a call. He does. But he does so apprehensively. And then when the call doesn't go through, he's like, Thank Maybe God. she's in jail. Maybe yes. she's in the street life and the police picked her up. So even, maybe there's a chance. Even if he does find the person who, who the real person that's in those photos, I'm not sure why he thinks that's going to connect to it being Carmela when he got a full statement from somebody else who was like, no, <laughs> no, the girl in those photos him. is not me. I believe him. I don't think the statement is true. I think they made that up for the storyline and they're mm -hmm. trying to make him look bad. I think she's real. Okay. Well, good for him. I think she should go chase down this invisible person. Not invisible person. Yeah, you should. All right, moving on to the next couple. We got... It'll be more interested in the storyline he has now. Shit, for real. So we move on to the next storyline. That's David and Sheila, which was adorable. David finally made it to the Philippines. Uh, and it's the welcoming he wanted. He wanted it to be this, like, crying, running into each other's arms moment that you see in, like, the movies. And it's exactly that. It's so cute. It's so cute. I'm not allowed to comment because everything I say is cruel. It is cruel. Calvin didn't like it because it... Calvin has a problem with David's segments because there's... <laughs> They they do moments where there's absolutely no sound to like further emphasize the fact that David is deaf. And which... then the producers would do stuff like make noises in the background, so you don't so you know that the the volume works. It's just him. It'll be like a heartbeat or like some kind of white noise. It, ugh, these producers. But a lot anyway. of claps. A lot of claps. But anyway, him and Sheila are just like hugging and crying hard in this airport. It was so. Cute. It's like silent movie crying. Not really. And so, so they're yes, just happy to see each other. And to my surprise, Sheila knows how to sign a little. She does. She doesn't. She knows a little bit of ASL. She knows some of the hand claps. The hand. Anyway, but she's able to kind of piece together a conversation with him a lot further than I ever thought that she was even going to be able to. Or that everything was just going to be on the phone in ninety day fashion. She is well ahead of the game in terms of learning <laughs> a new language for her partner. Most of the time, they just refuse straight out. And they'll be like, well, they're going to be in America soon. So I don't need to know it. It's fine. Sure. I'm not allowed to comment, remember? <laughs> we so, have to record everything over because I made a comment. Wow. So yes. you're just going to tell on yourself, really? No one else knew this. Whatever. It okay. is what it is. Anyway. Everybody knows my flaws. Gosh. Anyway. So when David lands, um, he gets to see the Philippines for the first time. And he is... Uh, bewildered and befuddled he he booked a hotel room uh online he said it looked completely different <laughs> he said online it looked completely different and he goes yeah so then they go they try to go to a restaurant to get something to eat and he's looking at this restaurant which if, if you're familiar at all with the philippines and the fact that it's it's been been in the struggle for a little bit now it's not surprising that this is what this restaurant looks like. But for David, he's like, I, if this was America, I would have never stepped foot in here. This place would have probably been closed by the health people by now. 
So then he points. The guy looks at him like, "Sir, I he, can't he see what you're point. pointing at." He gets he gets Sheila up on the counter while she's trying to figure out which one, which food item he wants to eat because there's pictures with the food and English translations because English is officially the second language over there in the Philippines. So David's like, so she's pointing to each picture, uh, waiting for David to like confirm which one he wants. Of course, she's gonna pick the one with chicken. When in doubt, Americans go overseas. We just eat chicken. So. And then he helps her down, and then they're sitting waiting, and then he lets Sheila know he's got to go use the restroom. When she goes to flag down the the poor the poor person who was working this restaurant, they break the key off in the restroom. So now David can't use the restroom in the in the restaurant. So Sheila brings him outside and tells him to kind of do his business in a, like a side corner. And this ain't shit show. Films all of it. Films all of it. Come with on, sound buddy. effects. Come on, buddy. Go yeah. right there in the corner. So ridiculous. But it's it's also more stuff to add to David being like, what is happening here? Like, why is it like this? They make it back to the hotel. And apparently this was a point of contention for a lot of people. They get back to the hotel. Uh, they immediately have to kill a bug <laughs> that's made its way into the hotel room. David is surprised. But he's like, whatever. We're in here. It's got a shower. I could lay down on a bed. I'm going to take it. Him and Sheila start to cuddle up sheila changes into her sleepwear which consists of a tank top and jean shorts like she's about to go out on a night this is a regular thing over there it's a regular thing this is just an outfit that's comfortable for her she probably thinks she looks cute and basically she she makes everybody look hot i don't know how to explain this if you don't have cousins from the philippines (laughs) i don't know how to explain why this is normal and it's not weird at all anyway so then David doesn't change at all. David doesn't go take a shower. David doesn't change clothes. They just hop in this bed together after all that travel. I understand what was important. I understand. I understand the priority. The priority was one thing. So, and then the show, the show, of course, is going to ask, so are you guys going to sleep together tonight? And they go, no, we're just cuddling. Sheila said, hell yes. (laughs) David said, you don't need to ask these questions, but for sure. And then it ends with that, with them. Um, I'm interested to see what David's going to think when he sees the rest of Cebu, especially after the typhoon. I'm interested to see what he's going to think of Sheila's place. He's going to silently cry. That's what he's going to do. Calvin, why are you like this? All right. And next couple. No, he, I said he's going to cry. You said silently, Calvin. That's how he cries. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. Next couple is Misha and Nicola. Take it away, Calvin. Misha and who? Nicola. Nicola. Uh, pretty much they mingle. They meet each other. They mingle. <laughs> they're mingled. That's all they do. They're mingling. They're so holding hands. So in the previous hands. episode, they went and got that room. They kind of had a fight over Misha's clothes that she brought that was strewn everywhere in the place. He it, takes her around the holy city. He does. He takes her around Nazareth. And they pray at every stop. And then she gets down to the nitty gritty. Okay. So does your family know I'm here? He goes, no. She's like, she goes, why? Mm-hmm. He goes, because uh, they don't need to know because they're not in our relationship, which is a true statement. They are in a relationship. They're not in their relationship. Oh, the family you're saying yeah. is not in their relationship. So why should he have to tell them? I mean, Nicola did make that statement about how his family doesn't know God. I was like, wow. Okay. And two, his mom can't hear anyway. So him telling <laughs> her is irrelevant. Apparently, he's led his family to believe that Misha is a virgin, even though she's a divorcee with two children. 
Well, that's going to be uh, messed up when they come to the wedding and she sees her two adult kids almost. Listen, they're still trying to see if she's going to get this annulment because Nicola's not going to marry her without that annulment because he wants to get married in the church. So she's trying to figure out, can he show affection? And he can. But it's going to be different when that first night comes, if well, it ever happens. Yes, he can show. But her bigger concern now is that he's lying, which apparently is what her ex did. Well, he's not lying. Yeah, he is. He just didn't tell his family. He told her that. But she traveled there thinking that they knew about her. No, she's traveled there thinking she's going to meet his family. Because she thought they knew about her. Okay. Well, hey, you can't get everything you want on your first go. Interesting. Interesting. It is what it is. He also didn't tell Misha that he was hiding this from them until she asked to meet them. Yada, yada, yada. But according to Nicola, he's, he just doesn't feel like it's worth it because he feels like they're just going to hate her on the spot once they find out she's divorced and has kids. And he's like, whatever. Sounds like his family doesn't care whatever he does. Mm-hmm. I think he's just making stuff up to feel important. Not to feel important. But honestly, I think that's it. We don't, see them, we don't go yeah, back to them at all. I don't think nobody pays them attention in his family. I think the reason his mom, he thinks his mom is deaf. I think she just ignores him. Interesting. Yeah. She's like, you're 15. You're still here with me. I went wrong somewhere in my life. Not I went wrong somewhere in my life. So, All yeah. right. Our next couple is Gino and Jasmine. Calvin, what do you want to talk about? Uh, Gino and Jasmine. Still arguing over the prenup? Yes. Okay. She called him an old, sad man. He Which told, is. She told her she was. She was Which is uh, <laughs> she true. Was, she was the the worst sexual person apparently i don't know if you remember their fight uh concur concur <laughs> you're good until you do something wrong to me then i tell you everything that's wrong with you it was very interesting uh she was threatening about how like she would have her ex come back yeah yeah but that's a relationship i tell you everything good until you piss me off and i tell you what's really wrong with you very interesting so it gets to the point where like jasmine is crying at dinner with her 16 year old sister talking about Gino and how she just feels like she's never adequate enough and not loved. And, and her 16-year-old sister, sister says, move on. Basically, she's like, why do you want to stay with this then? I don't understand. Also, she's 16. Why am I, why am I telling, why am I, a person in my 30s, telling my 16-year-old sister Jasmine <laughs> all is of this? not in her 30s. Yes, she is. She's in her 40s. No, she's not. Oh, okay. Calvin, wow. Anyway. Yes. But the result of all of that is Guess that Gino, Gino later apologizes, and he takes the prenup idea off the table. Really? I don't, why don't you remember this? Because all the, I remember is arguing. It's the next day. They're at a restaurant, and Gino's like, I know you're really upset about the prenup thing. Remember? Because he talked to the bartender. There's a whole yeah. scene where Gino yeah, talks to the bartender. Yeah, I remember him talking to the bartender. Bartender, that's stupid. And the bartender lays out why... Jasmine might be upset about this prenup, especially in their culture in Panama. She's like, it just like she's like, I understand there, there's you know pragmatic reasons for you to have this prenup, but no, in our culture, it feel it it's seen as an act of not trusting your partner. No, there's no reason for him to have a prenup. He's poor. He's not poor. Yes, he is. No, he's not. He has. He's a millionaire. No, he's not a millionaire, but. There have been, unfortunately, there's been more than one article about like how much he's actually worth, and it's it's up there in the hundreds of thousands. Alleged, I'll put allegedly there. 
That's, so he's got, but it's all liquid. So it's all like that's tapped into his not retirement and 401k. enough reason to have a prenup. It's enough for his family. His family believes. Oh, that so it's they're enough. trying to get his money. That's what it is. Where have you been, Calvin? We have been talking about this since episode one. Yes, I didn't know his family was trying to get his money. They said it. The first thing was, "Do you have a prenup to protect your asset?" That was the first thing they said. No, I, I'm saying that's is his family trying to get his money. I don't, we don't know if his family's trying to get his money. We just don't. Him, they so want why him away from Jasmine. do they care if he has a prenup? Because it's not. a way to get Jasmine away, Calvin. They care about getting Jasmine away from him. It's a tool to get Jasmine away. They know Jasmine hates that prenup. Sounds like his they family. They keep calling her a gold digger at every turn. Sounds like his family wants him to be lonely so he can leave everything to them. That's, that is a very interesting jump. And I do believe somebody legally advised you to say allegedly, correct? Allegedly. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. But I kind of think it's true. Anyway. But so he's getting rid of the prenup. Jasmine is like, say, she says, thank you. And then immediately she brings up. So how about a will? How do, how do we get a will in place? And, you know, he's taken aback by it. He's like, why? Why do you want me to have a will? She's like, well, you know, the secure. Make sure I have securities, essentially. Because, you know, anything can happen. And Gino is older than her. She's not wrong in that something could happen. But now he's like, oh, this is like further proof that she just wants me for my monies. I don't know what monies, but yeah. Yep. Um, I think Jasmine's stupid, too. Because you just got the prenup off the table. How about you wait till you get married? Then go for a will. Or maybe this is a way. Of, I don't know. Whatever. They just whatever. They they're both stupid. So <laughs> okay. I'm done wasting brain power trying to think about that relationship. All right. Next couple is Riley and Violet. Riley is trying to make Violet violent. It's after the whole dinner debacle, where he's felt like he wasn't prioritized. Now Violet has made time for him. So the next day, his first full day in Vietnam. She's like, I've managed to move some things around at the school. You want to hang out and go to, what was it, an embassy? The governor's? Independent uh, park. But it was like, where the pre- where, I want to say where the president sits? I don't know. They went somewhere. Very historical and historically. Yeah, it was historically relevant um, from the war in Vietnam for him to check out. I felt like he could have cared less. But anyway. But I feel like it was also Violet being like, this is some of our history. Because, you know, this this was a war that tore this country apart. So we get a little bit of a history lesson. Uh, we also find out that Riley has terrible knees. He can't walk for long periods of time. Um, and then he also wants to, he, he attempts again to try to get into a conversation with Violet about their relationship. And she's just like, no, why? <laughs> why? Don't you want to have a good trip? Let's just have a good trip. We don't need to do all this. And he ends up talking to his friend about it. Do you remember what happened? No. He FaceTimes his friend. Okay. Complaining about how at first he thought she wasn't making him a priority. Mm-hmm. And his friend goes, the look on her face was like, I don't know how many other ways to tell you to stop. Clearly, you're not going to listen to that. But what she actually tells him is like, I hope you're giving yourself the space to really reflect on what this relationship is bringing to you. And the answer to that is no. The answer to that is no? Yes. It's a yes or no question? Yes. 
Okay. He's, he's not reflecting. He's too busy trying to get uh his his uh whatever he thinks about her uh proven right. He's trying to be he's trying to get himself proven right about everything that's going on with her. So he's not really paying attention to anything. He gives me a lot of ick. Like he goes to take a photo of him and Violet at the what was it? Independent Park? No, that big thing. Tank? The tank? Because uh, they had either a replica or the original tank that the president or governor used to bulldoze through that wall to get to where they are at. Okay. Yeah. Was it a tank? Yeah, it was a tank. Calvin. Anyway, they go to take a picture in front of this tank. And Riley, as he's taking this picture, he's got one arm extended with the camera, his other arm wrapped around Violet, which is okay. and But then... That hand moves all the way down her ass for the photo of their faces. It was gross. It was weird. Why is that gross? It was just, it gave me passport, bro. Like, they're going to all want me now. I come from America. I got the monies. Yada, yada, da. It was gross. Okay. It was gross. Anyway. I thought he was just trying to cop the feel. Which you girls like. You think it's cute because he's showing PDA. Americans. He's not in America. Whatever. Anyway, but that's really pretty much it there. We know more fights are on the horizon. It's a matter of time. I don't think they're going to make it past Vietnam. I really hope they don't. I hope Violet comes to her senses. I hope her friends talk her out of it. I no, hope Riley's friends talk him out of it. Someone be, needs to break this up. It's not going to be Violet. It's going to be Riley with his own stupid suspicions that are wrong. And he's going to. Pull a plug, probably. I don't, before he gets the P.I.? So we'll find out. Um, then we got Cleo and Christian, which, honestly, I am feeling so bad for Cleo right now. Ugh. So Christian is pretty much becoming the person that Cleo thought he might end up being. Which is what? A person who can't handle it. Can't handle what? Being with her. Why? Because she's a girl. Who used to be a guy. Okay. Calvin doesn't know the word transgender anymore. Oh, so. Transgender. Cleo is, is a trans woman. And in the previous episode, she brought up concerns that Christian had never dated another trans woman. Would, would he be able to navigate what it's like to be with somebody who is trans? Because there's a lot of people with opinions. There's a lot of people who are going to be very rude. So. Uh, and Christian's already kind of feeling the effects of that. Because when he told his family that Cleo was a transgendered woman. They but, lost their goddamn minds. Pretty much. they like Several of them just stopped talking to him, kind of a deal. His friends are a little worried about that because Christian is very close to his family. He's now in the world on his own. Christian asserts that he can just cut these people out of his life because Cleo matters to him. That's a but lie. But his friends are like, okay. <laughs> they're like, they're like, like, on the one hand, they completely support Christian being with a trans woman. They're like, there's nothing wrong with being with a trans woman. However... They have a lot of concern that Christian has no idea what he's about to get into being with Cleo, and they don't think it's fair to Cleo. Which, to me, kind of redeemed the episode we had prior where his friends were completely openly discussing Cleo's genitalia for no reason. So, I think it's already happening. I think he's already making decisions not based on him, his thoughts on his but on his friends and family thoughts already. And he hasn't even left yet. What makes you say that? Because he's already making 
excuses for stuff like I don't want to kiss you at the airport because I don't want people to see us because mm-hmm. in case they know what you are. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I'm not sure how to navigate different. that just yet. Yeah, there is a part in there where uh, Cleo says that she got a call from when you know she was talking to Christian because he's about to be there. They got their their Airbnb ready, and he told her, "I don't want to kiss you at the airport." And he tells his friend this too, and his friend's like. I would feel a way if you're traveling all this way to come see me. But the first thing you tell me is that you don't want to kiss at the airport. You don't want to kiss in public. Who says Claire wants to kiss him anyway? Doesn't she have like OCDC or something like that? No. She's not over clean? She's autistic. Over clean. Like, you know, people that are like extremely clean. You know, OCDC is not a thing, right? There's OCD. Yeah, OCD. You know what I mean? Act like you don't understand what I'm saying. Calvin, you said OCDC. Like, it's a band. Same thing. She's autistic. She's not neurotypical. I don't know if she has OCD tendencies. But she she definitely... Excuse me. She definitely... Um, she's, she's, she's not neurotypical. So she's had her own challenges and obstacles to work around that as well. Bless me. She's easily overstimmed. Okay. So how's that going to work going to the airport? She's remember? So I'm pretty sure they're going to Heathrow. Right. That's the big airport. But she's got a routine, remember? She has her headphones. She wears her lanyard. She's okay. figured out how to do all of this. We'll see what happens. It, but I also understand. She also brings up her concern that, like, so not only is Christian dating a trans woman, he's dating a trans woman who's autistic. On top of that. It's just too much baggage. I don't know that it's baggage. Not baggage, but I mean, too much things to have to navigate. And I don't think he's mature enough to navigate him. I agree. Yet. I agree. I don't think so he's mature I enough to do all that. So I think he needs to, to, to just that. be like, hey, one, one step at a time. Right? <laughs> Something, anything. Come on, girl. So, but good luck to, we'll find out this latest episode how that's going to work out. Um, and then we got Amanda and Raz Van, my favorite couple to talk about. I love talking about this couple so much because of so many ch- juicy details that have come out. What's juicy? Other than her trying to force all these demands on a guy. Apparently. Allegedly. Allegedly. There's a lot of news articles out there about the drug history of her family. So she she was very much isolated to her husband. Because of a lot of stuff that was going on in her family. That she wanted to be separate from. So for me, that kind of paints a better picture of how she navigates a lot of things that upset her. Because she just shuts down. She gets mad. And then she just shuts down. Okay. And then you've got Razvan, who doesn't do that. He's very communicative about his emotions and where he's at and his thought process. Let's talk. And it finally gets to him. It, it gets to a boiling point for these two. So it's right after Amanda had yelled at Razvan. <laughs> Yelling is a strong word, but she definitely, they definitely got into an argument about Razvan working with another girl for his music video that was coming up. I'm just going to kiss and hold her. That's all. I, I, she's very upset. She doesn't want him to kiss anybody else, so hug anybody else, whether it's work-related or not. She feels that his job, being a professional thirst trapper on TikTok, is more than enough reason for her to be concerned about his fidelity, which I find insane because that's how she met him. This is crazy. Um, this would not be a problem if she'd just be in a damn video. Could avoid all of this. That's all. Just be the girlfriend in the video. Anyway. Just be in the video. (laughs) But she doesn't want to do that either. This is after their difficult shopping trip where she didn't want to choose anything in the store. 
it just it's it's very much giving the way this is edited and i hope it's the way this is edited and not her actually in real life it gives a lot of like i'm not gonna tell him i'm not gonna communicate to him what i need i'm gonna make him guess he's gonna figure and if it he out. guesses wrong i'm gonna get mad at him if he, he needs to figure it out if he loves me he'll figure it out You'll be able to read my heart and my mind. Goodness. And in the side, she acknowledges that she might be putting too much pressure on Razvan. Because, like, he's in the car driving them home, clearly upset after their fight. <laughs> he's just like, you can see the cogs spinning in this poor man's brain. Because he went through all of this before with his ex-wife. I don't, she's, I, I, think, I don't think she knows what pressure is. She's not putting pressure on him. She's putting confusion on him. Okay. That's not pressure. Well, so she says that he's she's, bewildered. He she, doesn't know what to say or do. That's it. She's concerned about making him slip into a fatherly fatherly role for her children too fast, which is hilarious because isn't she there to try to get an engagement? Yeah. Okay. But, so those two things don't make any sense. Which, uh, which, if that was the case, if her whole goal was to get, because she tells her sister episodes before that she's there to try to get a ring. Razvan is stepping up and is like, I want to give you the key to my apartment, even if it's just symbolic, because she doesn't live in Romania. And I want to come see you as soon as you get back home. And she's like, no. <laughs> she's like, no. That key does not open any doors. <laughs> anywhere. It's like the key to the city. It does nothing. Symbolic. Symbolic, yeah. But, but the point is, he's stepping up and he's letting her know, I'm not, I'm not going to run away from any of this. I'm taking your entire being into account. I'm already talking to your kids on a regular basis. I would love to move this forward. And she's like, you're moving too fast. And I already talked to the people of the Nashville about my possible boot caress country career. Uh-huh. Now, why do you say Nashville? She's in Louisiana. But he's talking to people in Nashville because that's where country music is really, really popular. I'm confused right now. Does he say he's going to Nashville? I'm assuming if he want to be a country country singer, that's going to be the place he needs to be. Why do you think he wants to be a country singer? Because that's what he said. He said, I want to be a country singer. I have a thousand more questions. Anyway. Yes. Because we, we had a discussion about them. Like, I Louisiana thought he said he just wanted to be a singer. No, he wants to be a country singer. I don't, I don't yes. know how accurate this is. Wow. And Tom, I said something. It's not accurate. But everything you say is 100% accurate. I remember him saying he wanted to be a country. I, mean, I remember him saying he wants to be a singer. I don't remember him saying country specifically. Okay. We'll figure it out. Interesting. But okay, anyway. And I thought we were talking about the acting thing because he wanted to. Also he was be an to, actor. he wants to be a quadruple threat, Javon. He right. wants to do everything. He and wants so, to act, dance, right, sing, sing, all of it, all of it. I remember us having that discussion and being like, "Well, how was that in Louisiana?" But anyway, anywho, Amanda we, and him are fighting still, and he starts to cry in the car. Why are we letting these people make us fight? <laughs> who's who's these people? Amanda and Razvan. Making. Why are we letting Amanda and Razvan make Razvan cry? Make us fight. We're arguing because of them. Are we? We're having a discussion because of them. Anywho. Are we? Why is he crying in the car like a girl? Calvin, please. Anyway. He's frustrated. He's frustrated because. I've been frustrated. I never just cried. But he's. He. He's more tapped into his emotions though. Still doesn't mean you have to cry if you're frustrated. Just be frustrated. But you can also. You can also cry. That's okay. It's okay. I think it's that, allowable. I think that clouds your judgment. The point is, he doesn't know what else to do. Is is the point? He's he's realizing that there's no pleasing. <laughs> there's no pleasing this lady next to him. That's what he's realizing. He's over here like, I've had this conversation with my ex. 
I'm in my career. I've devoted my to my career to try to do all this. I'm going to hit this buffer every single time I'm with number, every project. I'm the number two most pop, pop, popular person on on the TikTok pitting chocolate on my stomach. Uh-huh. And she wants to kill all that, all my hopes and dreams because she's jealous. She throws in there, what are her children going to think about Raz Van kissing somebody else in a music video? And it's like, the kids you don't want me to meet? <laughs> the, the kids you said I was moving too fast? around now all of a sudden factor into how i'm going to be presented in a tv show they're never going to see what but i'm bummed see how that doesn't make sense (laughs) but then she she kind of apologizes it is this it confusion confusion so lost and confused no she's lost and confused she's lost and confused yes and that was 90 day fiance before the 90 before 90 days in the entire nutshell i don't know if i could take another couple someone said that there's that cleo and christian are the mid-season couple and we're probably going to phase out of them and another couple's going to come in why oh because it's not gonna something crazy is gonna happen or something i don't know about crazy but i can see it not going very far oh he's gonna get there then just turn around he's maybe he gets there and turns around or maybe he gets there and cleo's like this isn't gonna work and she backs out. I just think there's no need to bring in another stupid couple because it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think, I think he's around a lot of people who are mature to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Now he's trying to branch out thinking he's mature enough and I don't think he thinks he, he's not ready because don't they like they do like role play and all the cosplay and stuff the friends he has now and all that stuff yeah cleo does it too she does cosplay she does role play yeah i don't yeah you could do that and be mature <laughs> those those aren't depends on the person though okay i don't see him as being i still see him as he's trying to be a frat guy i don't, I don't know if frat is the word He's oh. a hard nerd, but um. But you know, yeah. like a nerdy party guy. A party guy, absolutely, absolutely. I agree. I don't think he's like, and he introduced himself as starry-eyed Christian. So him impulsively going after somebody so, is not out of the norm for him. So he's just yeah. So he just goes goes off impulses. Yeah, that's not something you should be doing with this person. With any person, honestly. But especially this person. I agree. I agree. And that's it. Do you like that? Because we like that. Listen to us on all podcast platforms, especially Spotify, interact, do all the things. Because you know we like that. All right, this week's worth of watch was uh, a Tubi movie called Sneaky Links. Sneaky Links. And we also watched the documentary for Wham! That was on Wham. Netflix. Let's talk about the Netflix documentary because um, we, I was confused. We don't watch too much. Wham! was pretty much self-explanatory. There's one person who was very talented and carried a whole group of other people. <laughs> And then got tired of carrying them and went on his merry way. Do you know the name of the other person after all of that? Do you remember the name of the other person? 
It's George Michael and... The person who was the friend of George Michael. Oh, my gosh. Also, it was narrated as if it was, t- like, from their perspectives directly, but we know George Michael is dead. I'm very confused how this worked. George Michael's dead? Yes. He's been dead since, since the 90s. Oh, wow. Oh, I know. I just just playing. Okay, wow. But the point was, <laughs> it did shed some light know. on, I like, really I don't know. how shy George was. Because he grew up with this other guy. A and this other guy was much more extroverted than he was. So I can definitely see how that friendship formed. And I could see how it helped catalyst their group wham in the 80s. Because the other guy was like fearless. And was like, let's just do things. Let's just do the stuff to do the stuff. Even though George Michael was a little more conservative in, in thought process. But that it worked. Because wham took off for them. They had a, they had a bunch of hits. Um, they weren't making a whole lot of money. It turned out later. But then George really started getting an understanding of who he was as an artist, starts writing and producing the songs, gives us I'm Never Gonna Dance Again, Careless Whisper, the uh, greatest song ever in the world. Obviously, she was a Wham fan. I love Careless Whisper. And um, I love Careless Whisper. I only probably knew two of their songs, maybe one. But it was interesting to see that. They acknowledged that George Michael was gay and how he struggled with that. They did, in my opinion, I feel like they kind of glossed over it because there were, I remember, I distinctly remember when the world realized he was gay, realized he was gay. It was this huge thing. But anyway, um, it, it was decent. If you like William or George Michael, it's not a bad watch. You should, you watch it and tell me if you can't tell he's gay by the videos Well, and the dance moves. They also showed us the music video for last Christmas where it's supposed to be like, him kind of seeing the ex-girlfriend from before <laughs> a love lost from before i'm not gonna lie he was acting he did do acting in it he threw up a lot okay anyway I, now, I liked sneaky it thoughts what is this is this movie called it should have been called sneaky thoughts t-h-o-t-s it should have been that oh should have uh, been that so what's it called again it's called sneaky links sneaky link oh. and it's for, it's it's by a company called geechee one entertainment I got excited. I was like, Calvin, your people made a movie. First of all, let's stop. The, these are not my people. They're your people. They're from South Carolina. Geechee. Gullah Geechee. That's your people. We're moving on. Okay. <laughs> so, do you want to break down the movie? Because I remember it. It was a woman who just liked to cheat on her husband. Okay, first of all. Pretty it, much. It kicks off with us being introduced to our main character who is a influencer. She's a social media influencer. Okay. Who does hair. She's a beauty influencer, so it's not just hair. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's all I remember. Um, and the the movie is uh kind of all over, definitely all over the place. Uh, yes, definitely it belongs is. on Tubi. Definitely belongs on Tubi. Um, I liked how they turned off all their Geechee accents except one person, and it kept kicking in every once in a while. It does make me wonder if they were all Geechee. I wonder if like the producers were, and maybe that one assistant was, but everybody else was like from they other places. They shot it in Charleston. They did shoot it in Charleston. So that's why. It's very interesting. So, but anyway, our main character is an influencer, okay? She's high rising. She's engaged to some well-to-do successful black man, um, but she's not happy. She, there's there's a void in her life and i don't know why they kind of connected it with her drinking she whenever she drinks she just starts hooking up with people whoever's at the bar and whoever hits on her 
is getting it. She does not have a preference of looks no. whatsoever. Nope, everybody's Big, getting it. tall, muscular, short, fat, old, short, old. <laughs> it don't matter. Once the Hennessy get in her system, all her inhibitions are lost. But we also don't even see the buildup to them going back to the hotel room. It's just she takes a shot. They look at each other. Boom. Next scene. They walk her to a car. Next scene, no, they're in a hotel. She's waking up. Her clothes is gone. Well, her clothes is not gone, but something happened. Right. Uh, She's at least disheveled. She's disheveled. They kind of start the movie basing it off her sister being the wild one and the sister having no type of... They introduce her sister as the wild one. We never see her for almost majority of the movie. She pops up again, disappears again, and then we see her at the end. So... Yeah. I don't even know why we introduce a sister. She doesn't have a lot of story in the rest of the film. I don't... First of all, her sister and her friend get arrested because they get drunk and smoke some weed. Also, didn't make knocks sense. Knocks them out to they're, the point where they can't wake up. They're at a bar waiting on the other sister, our influencer, to show up. They talk to a guy who says he's got some good weed in the car. They're like, okay, let's go get this good weed. We don't see from them. We don't hear from them. We don't see them so for I'm, a good hour. So... I'm already thinking, well, maybe the premise of the movie is that she starts messing up and finds out her sister is dead. was partying, and <laughs> right. now she's dead because she's doing too much stuff, and she's on that same path of her sister without even knowing it. But nope, it has nothing to do with her sister. About an hour into the film, we finally see the sister again, but she's passed out with her friend. Apparently, they've been passed out in a hotel room for three days. Oh, by the way, she's looking for her sister for, like, the whole movie. Except not. They just kind of mentioned, have you heard from her? No? All right. Like, like that's... That's really. Meanwhile, it. we have a Tyler Perry type script into the movie with a with the aunt just randomly dies and no one knows. I don't know that that makes it Tyler Perry. Someone would had had to have been molested. It would have to have been like a and daddy's the no, dudeest. Well, in Tyler Perry movies, they have this random person who dies and no one knows the person has died for a while until somebody just like accidentally walks up onto the person. I've watched a lot of Tyler Perry movies. How many movies is that in? One? There's in a couple. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, sure. Anyway, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. We could do get introduced to an aunt, and then she does pass away very randomly. Right before, I like how our aunt passes, and the whole world comes crashing down right after that. Well, other stuff came to light. It was interesting. So the way the movie goes is that it's sneaky links. This lady, whenever she drinks, she hooks up with somebody, but she doesn't remember actually hooking <laughs> hooking up with them but she knows it's happening and she's not stopping it she likes it she gets a business she secures a business deal with a producer but she doesn't sing i i don't know he's not a producer i don't know what is he, he is isn't he like a studio head or something no he's like a management of something why were they at a studio then because that's the only place they could afford to shoot the scene <laughs> that's why they were there he's seeing her in a sound booth i'm like is it them producer oh he does many things i guess he's one of that's one of his businesses and then gets has. in his toyota camry it's very interesting and so then that- she <laughs> pops out like the jack-in-the-box in his back seat he's like chrissy heffa what you doing to my car and he's white he's white but a black scent asking her these questions she sleeps with his business partner so he he squashes the deal with her because she has bad business practices yes that's what he's he claims she has bad business business practices she has a rivalry with another influencer that randomly comes out of nowhere she sleeps with that influencer's oh, husband. By the way, we found out at the end of the movie, she sleeps with her husband, too. No, we knew it before the end, because that, that was the guy that was bad-mouthing her. That was the husband of the other influencer. They, they did establish that. 
They did show us that. Oh, I, I didn't pick up on that to the end. You stopped paying attention at some point. And then... <laughs> I didn't pick up on that to the end. Yeah. All of this culminates to her getting engaged. She's about to be engaged with the guy that she was so originally with. And then everything comes crashing down. Yeah, so she's sleeping with all these dudes. Uh, all these ladies, husbands and wives. I mean, husbands. <laughs> husband and wife. She could have been sleeping with wives too. I don't know. She was sleeping with everybody. That would have made it a Tyler Perry movie. So... These ladies are telling her, hey, stay away from my man. She's not listening, but she's very popular, so I don't know why she thinks she's sleeping around and no one's going to recognize her. And she just, it's like, it's not even random. Mm -hmm. It's like, she comes to the bar, a dude sees her, he's like, oh, my turn. And it's actually his turn, because he's like, let's have a drink. She's like, nah. No, let's have a drink. She has a drink, and it's instantly on. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I don't know how her husband or fiance well future trying to be fiance doesn't see this he wasn't in town remember he was uh, he was out doing whatever the first, you saw remember that scene when he was walking them dogs and that dude bumping to him that, and that to dude him? was the husband of the other influencer yeah so that right there should have been like huh because he like i don't know this dude and this dude talked to me like he know my wife it was also a very random scene we also never see the fiance again like i do <laughs> i didn't make any sense but it just she was sleeping with, first of all, if you don't know Charleston, uh-huh. it's not that big of a city. So you're going to run into the same people over and over, especially if you go to the this same place. This is a place. fake movie, though. This, these, this is not a real story. But you're going to run into the same people over and over again. Mm-hmm. They were going to the same club every night. Calvin spent the whole movie trying to figure out which one had the accent and which one didn't. So you're going to run into the same people. Mm-hmm. So at some point... As the boyfriend, somebody to tell me, yo, your girl's out there, son. But he was, so remember, so the walking the dogs thing was pretty early in the mo- in the film. Yes. It's before he went on his trip. Yes. Then he spent, for whatever reason. The rest of the, the movie rest gone. The rest of the time gone. You're right. You're right. No, you're right. I just, yeah, you're right. He spent the whole rest of the movie gone until the, the engagement. Where was the dog? That's true, too. Until the engagement. He didn't come back until the engagement. He did not come back at all until the engagement. Wow. So, and then yeah. everything came out at the engagement party. So maybe that's why he didn't get run into nobody because he was never there. It was very strange. So basically, she gets confronted, like Calvin said, by the by the wives and the girlfriends of, of the men all she's these sleeping dudes with. She not slept with. Here's my question: Why aren't we talking to the men? Why wasn't Why wasn't this course of action directed at the the, the guys? Anyway, evidently there's a men shortage, and there's only those. Also, these are the most regular, regular looking guys. Guys. That's the most. That's the that's the biggest thing I took away from <laughs> the this most movie. Regular average looking. The people. biggest thing I took from the movie is the the, the the caliber of the women and the caliber of the dudes. The, the women were beautiful. The dudes, the dudes were dudes. Like it was. It didn't. It didn't make like sense. I go out my door now, I can hit so many of those dudes with a rock. It, did, it, it wasn't no even. I was like, well, the lead is gorgeous. Even the women that are fighting her are gorgeous, and then you have. These regular body dudes. I'm like, wow. And I mean, okay. out of shape bodies. <laughs> they only had one in shape body the whole time. One in shape body. It's like, all right. Everybody okay. else is out of shape. And these dudes, I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> I'm like, you got to have, we got to have better representation than this. <laughs> we got to. Maybe, this, there, maybe, there, maybe this was for the regular guy. Maybe like, look, listen, regular guys, you also could be living this life. I'm sorry. Ain't too many regular guys. Hitting on, hitting 100%. IG models. Yeah. <laughs> Getting IG models left and right like yeah. this. With zero money. It's hilarious. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's hilarious. So, I don't know. But honestly, I still had a good time. <laughs> it wasn't a movie where we were like, I got to stop watching this. Like, Ooga Booga. Oh, it was not a movie where we had I, to be I like, I need a break. Watching. I was just, my body was there, but my mind was so many <laughs> other places. Calvin was trying to figure out who had the Geechee accent. And okay. apparently only one person passed that test. And I'm also trying to figure out, I'm like, where is this in Charleston where you get all these cute girls and all these ugly dudes? <laughs> I'm like, where is this? Because I'm like, there are way more regular looking females. Mm-hmm. A lot of regular looking females. It's just so much regular. All regular dudes, it's just so much regular females. It's just a bunch of regular females. So I'm like, I don't understand how these regular dudes are just knocking it. Well, then again, she gets drunk. So Hennessy, all she needs was a $2 shot. She was gone. So. Listen, I'm Too in. Cheap. I want to know if Geechee One Entertainment has other movies. Are they on Tubi? Hopefully not. Oh, they do. They got a bunch of them. Lord have mercy. Tiffany the Doll, Sugar Babies. Oh God. Black Mermaids. Oh no. Pie- oh Pieces. Oh well. Treasure okay. Box. Oh well, that sounds dirty. Which ones? Is- I'm gonna figure out which one of these are on Tubi. It's gonna be the next movie I watch. But I highly enjoyed. Mm. Highly enjoyed. Worth the watch well, for my, me. My Sundays are gone. <laughs> it looks phenomenal it looks so bad all of the ratings are like 2.3s <laughs> okay tiffany the doll has a 4.9 who are giving these people anything over a two uh people on imdb all those people from charleston maybe you're from that area why don't you give them that kind of a star because it's crap calvin you got excited i said this movie has is being produced by a company called geechee one and you said oh we gotta watch it no i didn't say that yes, i'm you like did. I know I've I've heard of that production company before. <laughs> so I already know it was going to be bad. I already know what I was getting into. You know what would be really funny, though? If a, one of your cousins was real, attached to this project? That'd be hilarious. I wouldn't care. I'd tell him to his face, <laughs> his project sucks. <laughs> I don't care. Messed up and mean. Yeah. Cruel. Anyway, so... I've said worse. I... Hopefully, moving forward, I'm going to get Calvin to watch terrible romance films at some point. Those will be the next worth of watches. Yeah, I'm going I'm to have to really learn how to teleport my mind out of my body. But my body is still there. Oh, did you want to talk about the Bell whatever people? We talked about it in the first thing. Did we talk about the whole show? I know we talked about you not liking black, <laughs> black we, reality TV. We uh, glanced over the plot of the show. Okay. It's just a bunch of well-to-do female excellence being petty with each other. That's all it is. Okay. And they're in Mississippi. Yes. Mississippi. It'll be interesting to see. All right, and that's it. That's it for... uh, Worth the watch. Worth the watch. Thank you for listening to We Like That Podcast. We like that. Remember to subscribe, give us five stars, and tune into more chaotic episodes. I'm Javon. I'm Calvin. Until next time. Later, people.